You're listening to an all-new episode of Self-Made Strategies. Visit selfmadestrategies.com for new episodes, information about our guests, and a whole lot more. This episode of Self-Made Strategies is brought to you by CollegeCast LLC. At CollegeCast, we empower student voices by helping college students produce their very own podcast series. Visit collegecastpodcast.com to check out the awesome shows we're working on, meet the junior producers, and hear more about those shows. Please also follow at collegecastpods on Instagram, and don't forget to subscribe to all of our shows. This is episode 139 of the Self-Made Strategies podcast. On this episode, we sat down with Raul Galera. Raul is the chief advocate at Referral Candy an app that allows e-commerce brands to set up and run customer referral programs. Referral Candy is the leading platform in terms of referral marketing for e-commerce brands. Referral Candy was founded over 10 years ago and has helped over 30,000 brands leverage the power of word-of-mouth marketing to turn their customer base into their marketing team. On this episode, you'll hear us talking about referral programs, how they might benefit you. You'll hear about customer retention and acquisition strategies. And Raul is going to share about his experience and his self-made strategies to grow and continue to bring value to his organizations. Raul joined us remotely from Spain. Here are the self-made strategies of Raul Galera. So you are the chief advocate at Referral Candy. First of all, tell us a little bit about Referral Candy what it is, how people can use it, and then tell us about your how you became the chief advocate there. Yeah, so uh, Referral Candy was founded in 2010. Uh, so it was our 10-year anniversary last year. Uh, we are an app that allows e-commerce brands to set up and run customer referral programs. So it's a very easy way for them to uh, turn their customer base into their marketing team, right? So it, you can uh, give each one of your customers a unique referral link that they can share that link with their friends. Their friends make a purchase and then everyone's happy because the friend now uh, has a new product that they're going to enjoy. Uh, the The customer that made the recommendation is getting rewarded, whether it is with a, uh, with a cash reward or a coupon towards a future purchase. Um, and then obviously the brand is happy because now it acquired a new customer and probably retain another one. Um, so that's that's basically kind of like the bread and butter of what we do. We just make it very simple for them to have this system running on autopilot. Um, and I joined the company in 2016. Uh, I was I think I was pretty lucky in terms of timing because the company was uh, looking to start a partner program. Um, and I came from a sales business development background when I reached out to them, um, and they decided to. Uh, you know, kind of like run this experiment and trying to build partnerships with other companies in the e-commerce ecosystem, whether it's agencies or media companies or other tech companies. Um, and so I've been I've been the partner manager for uh, again pretty much the the, the last five years. Uh, I'm and I still do like most of my duties are related to partnerships and and mostly working with our our agency partners. Uh, but you know, uh, over the past few years, I've been participating in a lot of you know, and I've done quite a bit of public speaking. So we figured that um, becoming kind of like an advocate of the company uh, was kind of like a natural role. And so that's that's part of what I do uh, now as well. Cool. Very cool. So how is this, first of all, does it apply to any business? Could any business come in and create a sort of referral system? And if so, 
how does it apply? How does it get integrated into each business? Yeah, so referral candy is mostly optimized for uh, e-commerce, but the reality is that um, within e-commerce, there's so many different platforms. Uh, you know, you have people using obviously Shopify, BigCommerce, WooCommerce, Magento, uh, but then you also have stores that have their own custom setup, uh, their own kind of like their own kind of platform that they built just for themselves. And so we just wanted to make it easy for pretty much any any company of any size uh, to be able to uh, to connect with us. So uh, if you are uh, using one of the kind of like the top e-commerce platforms. So again, Shopify, WooCommerce, et cetera. Uh, we have a direct integration for those platforms. So, you know, th there's almost no tech work needed to get your program up and running. Um, if you are using other platforms that are not necessarily uh, those that we have an, in an integration with, or if you have your own kind of custom solution, uh, there are several ways that you can integrate with us uh, from a, like a very simple JavaScript integration uh, to like a full on, you know, API in case you want to like, you know, build some custom stuff around it. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, that, so, so again, it's, it's optimized for e-commerce, but at the end of the day, uh, I would like to say that pretty much any website with a checkout uh, can potentially use referral candy. Very cool. And so typically speaking, when, when you're working with organizations and they maybe already are getting some word of mouth marketing, right, from from their clientele, existing clientele. How does this differ from that? Yeah, so that's a really good question. Um, obviously, word of mouth is something that happens organically, right? I mean, we it's part of our human nature. We, we love talking about things we've done, and online shopping is, is one of them. And so I already tell, I always tell brands that you are probably already getting referral sales. Uh, you just don't know how many or, you, you know, there's little you can do to incentivize more if you don't have some sort of referral system in place. Um, and so, you know, and, and I always like to tell brands as well, the fact that um, there's several things that need to happen before you can think about running a referral program. Um, and it's, it's pretty much the basics. You need to have a really good product. So your customers need to be really happy about your product and, and really satisfied with it. You need to have a good kind of like purchase experience overall. Your customers need to uh, enjoy or at least make it very easy for them to just go through the whole process. Um, if you're on subscription, even better because then it's kind of like set and forget. Um, and then you also need to have uh, like a really good support system, um, support team that's there to help your customers solve their problems and even proactively solve them before they actually happen. So all those things need to be in place. And if all those things are in place, like you mentioned, you're probably having referral sales already uh, you're getting word of mouth because people are talking about it um so what referral marketing does what a referral program uh does is that they they we just basically incentivize your customers to refer even more we make it more simple for them and also we make it easier for the brand to uh, track how much how much revenue uh they're generating from referrals versus all their channels so it's it's basically this whole system uh, again needs to work on something that already exists uh so again word of mouth happens organically we just put it on steroids basically <laughs> very cool that's awesome. So what are, let's say, three key strategies for the individuals, the entrepreneurs listening to this that people should be doing to introduce a successful referral program into their business? Yeah. So 
I would say that, so again, uh, the basics, it's what I mentioned earlier, those three key elements, having a good product, uh, good purchasing experience, and a good support structure. So all those things need to be in place. Um, some Something that uh, a lot of merchants do when they're not really sure whether it's, it's a good time for them to start a referral program is to run uh, a net promoter score survey, um, which is just ask your customers how willing are they to refer you to, to their friends. You can measure in a scale of zero to 10. Uh, and that typically gives you, um, that, that gives you an estimate in terms of um, what's the satisfaction level uh, among your customers. If you're getting anything lower than a eight, then there's probably something wrong that needs to be addressed before you launch a referral program. But the fact that uh, all of your customers are saying, you know, 10, like I'm definitely going to refer my friend. That doesn't mean that all of them are going to actually go and refer you to their friends and family. Um, and it's not because they don't like your brand. It's just that, you know, there, there's a lot of things that happen in our daily lives and, and we, we just need to um, uh, make sure that you're staying top of mind and your referral program, it's something that they remember. And that, that will be the second um, recommendation is that you need to remind your customers about the program. So once you have the referral program up and running, make sure that you are generating content around it, uh, that you are notifying customers about, you know, what's the next reward that they can earn. Or, or, you know, if you're running some sort of specific deal, make sure that you also mention the fact that they can also benefit from your referral program. So all those different touch points, um, also make sure that you're talking to them in the channel that it's most, most relevant to them. So if it's email, email, but if it's, uh, you know, uh, Reddit, that's where your customers hang out, make sure that you're letting them know about it and make sure that you're joining the conversation there. Um, and then the third, the third option, uh, so the third, um, kind of like key element of a referral program, um, it will be in terms of rewards. So, uh, you already know what your customer's purchasing behavior is. Um, so make sure that you're adapting your rewards to their behavior. So if they're buying from you on a regular basis or on a somewhat regular basis, or if you can incentivize them to come back more often, uh, give them a discount for every time they, they refer a friend. So that, that, that way they will not only be incentivized to go out and refer, but also to buy again from you because now they have that, uh, that discount. And you can even play a little bit more with the discount. We've seen, um, we've seen customers that have been able to set rewards in a way that incentivizes customers to make purchases that are above the average order value. Um, so, you know, anything that you can do around the lines to increase that um, kind of like the profit margin of each one of these customers, uh, you know, it's going to be a, a, a really profitable situation for the company. That's awesome. Yeah. And I love how you, you intertwine that with not only are you incentivizing your clients by saying, Hey, if you, you know, get us referrals, get us suggestions, increasing your organic growth, essentially, but also incentivizing it, creating value for your existing customers to come back and repurchase with you, whether it's a product or service. That's an excellent strategy. But going back to one of the things that you mentioned in that about, you know, if you're averaging below an eight, you need to go look at maybe what's wrong with your product or service, right? What are your best pieces of advice or your best practices for those individuals who do uh, a net promoter score assessment and then find out that, you know, all of a sudden <laughs> our clients aren't that happy with what we're doing. So, so we need to reassess. So where do you start from if that's the case? Talk to your customers. Um, I mean, maybe first of all, talk to your customer team, a customer support team, because um, they'll probably know what are the most common uh, you know, complaints from from customers. 
And if you have the chance to get on the phone with a client and learn what happened and what went wrong, that will give you a really good explanation. I think that's probably the, 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 that's where you can actually find the truth is to talk to somebody that has spent their money on a product. And for some, for some reason they weren't satisfied with it. Um, even if it was some sort of de- some small detail, you know, the down the line that can turn into uh, you know, kind of like a bigger problem. So I would say, yeah, start the conversation there. That's where, uh, I mean, in, in my own experience, whenever I wanted to, you know, find out what's the next step um, in terms of, maybe building our partner program, uh, one of the first things I did was to talk to agencies, uh, agencies that were already using our products, agencies that were not aware of us and didn't know who we were, and also agencies that were using competitors. And I just asked them, you know, what are, what do you look for in a partner program? And that gave me a lot of insights to build our own program. So that can be, you know, translated into uh, pretty much any other business. So uh, talk to your customers, figure out what's what's wrong, and what they like, what they don't like, and you'll find lots of ideas for for improvement. Hey, everyone, it's Tony Lopes, host of the Self-Made Strategies podcast. Thanks again for listening to this episode. We really hope you enjoyed it. If you did, don't forget to go back to wherever you're listening to or watching this episode, hit that subscribe button, and don't forget to either like or rate or review our episodes. As always, you can catch Self-Made Strategies every Thursday wherever you enjoy your podcasts. Thanks so much for listening. Back to the show. Well, I think you bring up a, a brilliant point for, you know, startups or for upcoming brands or brands that are introducing a new product or service line. And it's a step that seems obvious when we're talking about it, but is often forgotten about a lot of times, especially when you're in the weeds, right? And that is just go to your stakeholders, go to your vendors, mm-hmm. go to your competition, even go to your prospective clients and ask them the questions to sort of look at the viability, right? And and to look at whether or not you're going to be successful before you invest a, a large amount of resources into that. And this, this also leads into the right time for an upcoming brand or a startup or, or even a, a pre-existing brand that's looking to reinvent itself or rebrand itself or whatever. What is the best time to introduce a referral program? So, uh... I would say that um, so I don't I don't want to sound biased, <laughs> obviously on on this. But um, first of all, I would say that it's it's never a bad time to start a referral program if, like we mentioned earlier, if all those items are in place, um, and your audience is going to be uh, you know well, it's it's going to re- receive the referral program well and it's going to interact with it. Um, but uh, the the amount of or like the, the level of success that you're going to get from your referral program is going to depend on the stage of your business. So uh, this is a numbers game, right? Uh, so if you have 100 customers and 80 of them tell you that are willing to refer and you launch a referral program, you can expect 20 to 30 of those to actually go out and make a referral or at least go out and try to make a referral. Uh, and then, you know, conversion rates will apply after that. So maybe you can get, you know, three, four, five, maybe 10 customers from, from all those, um, uh, customers that went out and referred their friends. So it's a numbers game and you need to keep that in mind from day one. And so the, the audience that we're playing with when you launch a referral program, it's your customer base. And so it really depends on your, the number of orders that, that you're getting on a daily basis. Um, the, the number of the amount of previous customers that you have already in your database that you can reach out to and tell them about your referral program. And so 
it, it doesn't um, it doesn't necessarily mean that a referral program is not going to work for smaller companies, but it's going to take a lot longer um, for let's say an e-commerce store that's making a um, hundred orders a month. It's going to be a much slower process than if it's a, an e-commerce store that's making thousands of orders per month. So, cause the, the runway is going to be a lot shorter. They'll be able to, uh, you know, again, take off in their referral program pretty much right away. So, um, also, uh, for smaller brands that are uh, looking to launch a referral program, um, it's going to help them with their customer acquisition strategy, but it's not going to be their main channel from day one either. So again, it's, it's, it's nice to have for smaller brands, but they need to keep in mind that it's going to be a much, much longer process, uh, than if you are in a more mature stage of, of your business. That makes total sense. So Talking more about you now, Raul, you're obviously a very entrepreneurial individual, you're, but you're working for an organization. So I'm curious, what led to you joining Referral Candy specifically? And where, where were you before you joined Referral Candy? Yeah, so that's a uh, yeah, that's an interesting question. So I was uh, actually living in in Santiago in Chile, mm-hmm. um, and I was working for um, a startup that was part of a program called Startup Chile. Uh, I actually don't know if they're still around, uh, but back then it was a really interesting uh, government-run acceleration program for startups, in, in which uh, you could apply to this program, and then the Chilean government will give you, I think it was like the equivalent of thirty thousand dollars to go to Chile and and kind of like start your business there uh, wow. and, and and a one-year visa work visa, so you could like run your business from there for a year. Um, and so they they launched that program. I think it was like two thousand and ten or two thousand eleven. Um, and, and it worked really well. I mean, it definitely put Chile on the map. And uh, one of these companies uh, uh, was called Planet Expat, and it's uh, this French startup that joined the program and started operating from Chile. And uh, and then in 2014, I was finishing college, and I wanted to I wanted to uh, live abroad. <laughs> um, I had just studied abroad in, in Poland, and I wanted to uh, to leave again for a while. And I, I was really interested in in going into Latin America. And so through some connections, I, I managed to, to get in touch with some, some of these companies in this acceleration program. And uh, this company decided to hire me and I worked there for two years. Uh, we were doing uh, recruiting for startups. So we were a service-based company and I was pretty much in charge of sales um, after the first six months at the company. I was already kind of like you know, doing uh, most of the sales for, for the company. So again, my background it was more in, in sales for, again, for, for service. Um, but I was working with, so most of my clients were tech companies um, and tech startups. And so I was really interested every time I, I got on a conversation with a, with a founder and they were telling me what they were building. I was just, you know, really, you know, really excited about what, you know, what they were working on. And, and I, I wanted to work in, in software. Um, and I also wanted to work remotely because uh, I was working from an office there. And so in, by 2016, I decided to, uh, that I wanted to start looking for, for an opportunity it, that allowed me to work remotely. Um, and I came across Referral Candy. I saw that they had a position, a sales position, which fit my criteria. Um, and it was remote friendly. So I reached out, but instead of reaching out through the job board, I saw it on, on AngelList, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Instead of doing that, I found the email address of the CEO and I just emailed him directly and told him that I wanted to work for them. Wow. 
and uh, the rest is history from there. <laughs> now, that's pretty cool. I, I, I think you're speeding through one of the most interesting parts of the story is that you <laughs> you actually didn't go the traditional route of I'm just going to apply and throw my resume and you you cut right to the front of the line, basically, and told the bouncer, here's 20 bucks, let me in the door, <laughs> right? So uh, tell us a little bit about that. What, what happened with that? You emailed the CEO and, and what happened? Yeah, so I emailed the CEO. Um, I was, uh, I, I don't know if I had sent my, my follow-up email uh, by the time that he replied. Um, but yeah, he just said, hey, let's uh, let's get on a call and let's figure out how we can work together. And so I went through kind of like the first interview. Uh, then I, uh, I, I guess I passed that. And so I talked to the, the marketing manager at the time. Um, right. And then uh, mostly because, um, I mean, my... I'm still part of the marketing department at Referral Candy, mm -hmm. um, but my role has always been a little bit more kind of like independent in a way, but I, I depend a lot from from the marketing team. So um, uh, our, our CEO kind of like figured out that, that working in partnerships uh, down the line, I will end up being part of the marketing team somehow. So he wanted me to talk to the marketing director from, from day one. So that was the second interview. And then the third one was... Uh, kind of like another conversation with the CEO just to kind of like figure out what were the next steps. So, uh, but yeah, no, that the, the reaching out to the CEO directly. I mean, that's something that I've, I mean, unless you're applying at Google, right. <laughs> Cause it doesn't really make sense, but, um, but if you're, uh, but, but even, even at Google, I'm sure there's somebody that you can reach out to right. directly right. Uh, that can make that kind of like initial recommendation. I always recommend, um, you know, all of my friends, Every single one of my friends that uh, has been looking for a job in the past few years, I've told them to do that. And, and some of them got, got some really good jobs because they did exactly that. They kind of like cut through, cut through the line um, because, you know, what's, what's there to lose? Like what's the worst thing, right. thing that can happen, right? The worst thing that can happen is that they refer you to the person that's doing the, right. the recruitment in the, in, you know, and, and that's it. And then at least you're coming with some sort of internal recommendation in a way. Um, but yeah, so I, no, it's I, I think it's super interesting. I think it's it's really cool. One that you you jumped the line and did that. I think it's really interesting, especially for someone who's looking for a position in sales or a sales oriented role. Right, that's what they want to see. They want to see you thinking outside of the box and saying, "No, I need to find a, a, the the way to get past the gatekeepers." And in this yep. case, the gatekeeper is the angel list or or whatever online portal that you're submitting resumes to. I think it's super cool. And then you basically invent your own position, it sounds like, within within the organization. So it, how did, it, how did way, that yeah. come about in, in conversation with the internal group? Um, yeah, so they had a kind of like a rough idea of what they wanted to do. Um, so I think it's a, at least in e-commerce technology, um, it's pretty common for, for companies that after they reach a certain size, they, they want to look into partnerships. And, and I think it's pretty similar to, uh, the reasons why an e-commerce store might start thinking about referrals. Um, and it's, it's because they, they start he hearing about it, right. Mm -hmm. They start right. like getting right. emails from companies that want to partner with them. And, you know, you started to wonder like, okay, partnering, which terms, like, you know, what, what exactly do you have in mind in terms of partnerships? And so you end up like needing, uh, you end up having to hire somebody internally that can assess all these opportunities, build a program, et cetera. So, um, so yeah, that, I mean, if we, if we look back to what we had in mind back then to what the program is now, it's, you know, it's, 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 not very similar because there's been uh, a pretty kind of long learning curve um, because 
pretty much every company is different um, in terms of how you work with partners and what are they looking for in you. Um, I've come to realize that uh, partner programs at companies that sell products for tens of thousands of dollars, it's absolutely not the same as companies that are selling a product like ours that could be, you know, several hundred dollars a month. Right. So it's, right. it's, you know, it's, they're totally different animals. So there's a lot to learn there. And if you, uh, in, in my case, for example, uh, and for full transparency, I, I came with the wrong ideas into what a partner program was like. And I was more thinking of building a program that was more similar to those companies that are selling, uh, kind of like high, higher ticket, uh, software. And so, you know, and that's a lesson you, you learn and you kind of learn, learn from that. And so, um, so yeah, there's been a lot of iteration from there. Um, uh, mm -hmm. but it's true mm -hmm. that a lot of, uh, e-commerce tech companies, once they reach a certain size, they start looking for, for people to kind of like fill this position. And I've, I mean, I, I've met plenty of, of companies in the Shopify ecosystem that they've asked me if I knew somebody that could fill a role, like the one that I do at referral candy, somebody to kind of run partnerships for, for them. So. So it's pretty common, yeah. Interesting. Now, what was that lesson? What was the biggest difference between an organization that's selling a SaaS product that's you know extremely expensive versus a SaaS product that's more of a recurring monthly, you know, kind of hundred or so dollar amount? Yeah. So uh, it's definitely based on what the incentive for the partner is. So, um, so just to give you an example, so the one of the one of the uh, partner programs that I looked at when I first uh, started looking at building partner program at Referral Candy was Shopify because it's the mm -hmm. it's, it was the closest one to us, um, and uh, I realized that most after talking to Shopify partners and and also kind of like reading through you know all the content that Shopify has, um, they had at the time about the partner program because Shopify's partner programs changed a lot in the in the past five years like a lot in terms of, um, how they, how they pay out partners and, and especially agencies. Um, but back then Shopify had a very, uh, like I'm not going to say aggressive, but they, they, the, the emphasis of their, their partner program was based on how much revenue you could get as a, as a Shopify partner, right? So you are a freelancer or you are an agency and you start bringing clients into Shopify. And this is the, the recurring, uh, income that you're going to get. Right. Um, but that works for Shopify. That might not work for, for a company like ours um, in, in the sense that every single e-commerce store um, might, it's definitely going to need a platform and they're probably going to need Shopify, um, but not every single, uh, single e-commerce brand is going to need a referral program or they might not decide not to go with a referral program because it's a marketing strategy and you can either decide to go with it or not. Um, so, and, and then also the kind of like the, 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 uh, the potential uh, for earnings for Shopify back then, it was a lot higher than, you know, what any of other apps could, could possibly offer to offer to, to partners. Um, and so that was kind of like the main, uh, so we got a lot of agencies interested, but then down the line, I realized that, uh, what agencies care about the most was, uh, offering them support and right. having a main point of contact at the company in, in this case, myself, um, being able to have access to demos, to have access to specific content, uh, to know that if they email somebody, um, they're gonna get an answer pretty much right away and they're gonna get somebody that can also maybe put their support request on a fast lane um, and make sure that it's gonna get prioritized because they're part of the, of the partner program. Um, and then on top of that, there's an affiliate commission, right? And we, we like to, to pay our partners for you know, the revenue that they generate for us and we like to, to give back, but, I've 
personally come to realize that that was not the the kind of like the main driver for agencies to uh, run our program, uh, sorry, to participate in our program. Um, and so, yeah, kind of like all those intangibles in a way, uh, making sure that we are looking at their clients' accounts and we're trying to make sure that all their clients' referral programs are optimized uh, at, the, at the maximum level, um, all that kind of stuff, all, all those items that at the end of the day help them provide a better service to their clients, which is the most important things for, for, for agencies is their clients. Um, so if we can help with that, they're going to be happy. Um, and, and that's what, that's what matters at the end of the day. Of course. Yeah. Very cool. So going back to you, you've been in a couple of different sales or, or acquisition roles. Um, what, what's your typical, and I know this is kind of a loaded question and, and if you have, you know, some secret sauce, uh, uh, feel free to share, but what's your typical strategy for, um, your sales process? And to that end, are there differences as you talk about your strategy between when you were selling services versus now doing your, uh, software as a service? Yeah. So more than, uh, more than the type of product, I would say it's the type of, client in a way that you're trying to acquire. So when I was uh, working at my previous company, I was, uh, I was not recruiting uh, partners. I was recruiting clients. So, uh, and we, we didn't really have like an inbound lead machine built in um, back then. So we couldn't really rely as a salesperson. I couldn't really rely on inbound leads, which, you know, you can close uh, a lot faster and, Mm -hmm. you know, every, every salesperson loves uh, inbound leads. Um, so I had to build like kind of like an outbound, uh, uh, system in which I would reach out to companies, uh, that were kind of like fitting our criteria. So, uh, I mean, something that I did back then that worked really well for me, um, was to, uh, since we were offering recruiting services, I would reach out to companies that were actively hiring, um, uh, for, you know, different positions that we could potentially fill and reach out to them and say, Hey, look, this is, you know, these are the, the, the type of services that we offer. This is how we can help you. And that, that actually worked really well. We, we managed to, to get in touch with uh, some really interesting companies and, and, you know, we, we were able to pretty much double the, the number of, uh, of, of, of hiring companies that we were having, uh, you know, within a period of six months. So, so that worked really well. Now I, I followed that strategy when I, when I uh, joined referral candy. Um, and, uh, I, I realized that for, for partners and specifically for the type of companies that we're working with. Um, they, they, sure, you can, you can recruit a partner or you can recruit an agency um, that gets on a demo call with you and looks at the product and says, this is great. Uh, I'll let you know as soon as we have a client. And that might take you know, a week or it might take months. Um, but if, on the other hand, if you build like strong uh, kind of like inbound leads uh, machine that can get you agencies that are already looking for a referral solution, then it works a lot better. And so once once we started to focus on, on those and generating content, so case studies uh, from agencies that were already using referral candy for their clients, mm-hmm. um, uh, putting content out there in terms of uh, how we work with with partners and kind of like explaining how their, their partner program works, all that kind of stuff, uh, that that attracted a lot of agencies that were already looking for referral solutions. And once they're looking for referral solutions, they see referral candidate, they see that it has good reviews, they see that it's, it's a company that's been around for a really long time and it has a, a strong presence and they have a partner program for a lot of agencies, it's a, it's a no brainer. And so those are 
those are the 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 leads that you can close a lot faster. Um, so yeah, the 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 acquisition process was very very different from from one to another, and I've I've actually learned a lot in the past five years from from both of those experiences. Very very cool, and thank you for sharing that. We really appreciate that. So because you come from I, I think a, a sales oriented background there's a lot of focus on adding value on a constant basis, right? That's part of the sales process. Really, it's a transaction about how can you add value into an individual or an organization's life cycle. And, you know, if it's the right fit, that's typically what what people tend to buy on that. Mm -hmm. And then whether or not they like you, which is also based on values, quite frankly, right? If we have shared values, then there's a good likelihood that we're probably going to collaborate on something. Now, um, to that end, how have you continued to bring value to Referral Candy in your role to ensure that you're continuing to grow while also helping Referral Candy to grow? Yeah, so uh, like I said, that kind of like the, the main um, the main shift uh, in terms of um, kind of like how to put our partner program into you know pretty much autopilot and, and making it grow was was actually to focus on the 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 core of the programming to delivering value to our partners and not necessarily uh, about the kind of like the monetary part which again it's so important but putting putting uh, their interest which is their client in the at uh, the very center of the strategy and so make sure that the outcome it's always the fact that the customer is happy and the customer is making money from the referral program that's the most important thing um and so that's how we we've been delivering value uh to our partners and 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 that's how you know we've been able to kind of grow it uh, at a personal level at the company um i mean i we we are a fairly small company still we're like about 50 employees uh we've grown a lot in the past in the past couple of years uh, but even our marketing teams is pretty small so we all kind of wear different hats right and and the fact that i started doing kind of like public speaking mm-hmm. um a few years ago it's part of that so you know I, I also had some experience doing doing public speaking at previous companies before and uh you know we figured that it would be an interested ang- interesting angle for us to generate new content um as well so start creating uh, creating lots of videos creating uh webinars so if you're uh, thinking about looking, uh, starting a referral program and you come across referral candy, you've probably seen a webinar and you can see me in the same room <laughs> explaining how <laughs> referral candy works. Um, so, you know, creating content is another thing. We, we put our, our, our content marketing strategy. It's, it's the, 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 the core of our acquisition, um, uh, machine as a, as a company. And so, uh, yeah, so there's, there, there's always something, I mean, we're still, we're not a startup in terms of um, age, I guess, after ten years, uh, but we're still a startup at heart, and so we're we're not afraid of you know starting new projects, and you know if you need to uh, try an experiment, kind of like own that experiment yourself and own the results. Uh, nobody's pretty much you know nobody's afraid of of doing so. So I think that's something that I mean I particularly enjoy, but I feel like pretty much everybody at the company uh, enjoys as well. So so that's I think that's part of the the success as well. Awesome. Raul, thank you so much. I think this was a a really fantastic discussion. Uh, If people want to reach out to you or they want to connect with you, what's the best way to find you and where can they look for you? Yeah. So uh, the fastest way to connect with me is my email. Uh, So it's raulg at referralcandy.com. So R-A-U-L-G at referralcandy.com or uh, just anywhere on our uh, social media accounts. So at referralcandy on on Twitter. Um, But yeah, happy to continue the conversation there. 
Cool. Raul, thank you very much. Appreciate it. Thank you so much.